begin to start getting ready for Hanukkah, you have to continue to get ready for Hanukkah. Um, the truth is, everything that I've been talking, <laughs> for those that are really ma'ayan, I've been, uh, I've been talking about really one Indian since Yantif, so this is just going to be that same Indian Hanukkah dick. And before, last night I was in Lakewood, we had a, a Febrengen slash year in Lakewood, so uh, this is really, again, uh, it stands alone this year tonight. But uh, again, for those that are keeping score, it's a little bit of a hamshach or a deepening of what I was speaking about last night. But we'll begin like this. You know, according to Arizal, according to Arizal, every one of the Yom Tavim that we have corresponds to one of the Midas, one of the spheres that the Rabbanu Shalom uh, runs the world with. Chesed, Gibor, Teferes, Netzachoyd, Yisoyed, Malchus. Every Yom Tavim we have corresponds to one of the Midas. So Pesach is Chesed, Rosh Hashanah is Gevura, Shavuos uh, is Teferis, and so on. So the reason was Megala that Netzach and Hoid correspond to Purim and Hanukkah. Netzach is Purim, and Hanukkah is Hoid. Now, we know that the seven Midas, Chesed through Malchus, including Netzach and Hoid, correspond also to the physical body. So the right arm is Chesed, the left arm is Gevura, Teferis is the torso. Netzach and Hoid are the two legs. Now, there's something unique and, and, and different about the two legs versus, let's say, your two arms. The function of your arms to pick things up, to move things around, so you have two arms, Baruch Hashem. But each arm can, do, can, can fulfill its function independently. You can pick something up with your left arm, you can pick something with your right arm. Sometimes you need both arms to pick something heavy up, but the function of picking things up, moving things around, one arm can do it you know, independently. Feet is not like that, even though they're two separate limbs. But the function of feet, which is to walk... The Rabbanu Shalom made it in such a way that you need both feet to walk. Which means that even though Netzach and Hoyt would appear to be separate midas, it's the left leg and the right leg and so on, but in terms of their functionality, in terms of the Pneumius, what they really, what they really um, uh, bring to the table, they, they're partners. They come together. And so if Netzach and Hoyt is like that, so it must be the Yom Taivim that correspond to Netzach and Hoyt is also like that. That Hanukkah and Purim have to be seen as twin Yom Taivim. Twin Yom Taivim. That's why it's not, it's not a coincidence that these are both Yom Taivim that, uh, that are somewhat Midrabanan. I mean, Hanukkah is certainly Midrabanan. It's after the times of Tarash B'chsav. Purim is a little bit funny because it's still part of Tanakh, but it's different Kabbalah. It's not 100% Darais, obviously. So Hanukkah and Purim are, are twins. Which means that if we're going to prepare ourselves to, be on, to understand a little bit the depth and the panemius of Hanukkah, that's going to have to shed light also on Purim. They have to relate to each other. Okay, so just that, sort of as a hakdamas, so we're going to learn our hachanas, so we're not going to be for Hanukkah, it's also with Purim as well. Okay, fine. So it's like this. Let's ask a couple of questions, and then we'll, uh, we'll dive right in. So we know when it comes to the halachas of Hanukkah, so the first night, for example, when you light Hanukkah candles, so how many brachas do you make the first night? So the three brachas, right? So the brach of Lahadlik Ner Hanukkah, Sha'asinisa and Laviseinu. Those are the two standard ones throughout the whole Yantav Hanukkah, and then Shech Yana. And that's the order that we say, Lahadlik Ner Hanukkah, Sha'asinisa and Shech Yana. Shech Yana we say many times, and Shech Yana is always at the end, right? By Kiddush on Yantav also, we make a Shech Yana, right? The Yantav night, whatever. Shech Yana is at the end. And in fact, the Gemara says that regarding it's, it's, it, the Gemara says that openly regarding Purim. 
the Gemara says Mefurish Maseches Megillah that when you read the Megillah, you make the bracha of uh, Al Mikra Megillah and Shachyana. The Gemara says, and, and, I'm sorry, Al Mikra Megillah Shasanisim. And Shachyon, the Gemara says, and in that order, Mikra Megillah, Shasinisim, Shachyon. So you would assume the same thing for Chanukah too, which is what our minig is. And that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Lahadlik near Chanukah, Shasinisim, Shachyon. The problem is there's a Rashi not like that. There's a Rashi in Mesecha Sukkah, Amenvav Medalev. The Gemara in Mesukkah here is talking about the, the brachas that you make for Chanukah, and the Gemara just doesn't say the order. The Gemara just makes this reference that the first end of Chanukah, you make three brachas. But what are the three brachas? So Rashi. It, 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 it's interesting, Rashi doesn't even, the Mashmois of Rashi and Sukkah over here, is not, he's not even trying to, this is not where he's coming to say, it's just like sort of B'derch Agav, Rashi makes the following point. Rashi says that what brachas, what, what are the three brachas? So Rashi says, L'halak ner Chanukah, Shechiyonu v'sha'asenisim. L'halak ner Chanukah, Shechiyonu v'sha'asenisim. So the, the indication of Rashi, Masech Sukkah is, that even though when it comes to every other, every other situation that you make a Shech Yonah, Shech Yonah is always, always at the end. Right? By Mikra Megillah, on Mikra Megillah, Shasinitim, then Shech Yonah. But Rashi takes it as a, an assumption that when it comes to Hanukkah, when you're lighting the candles, it's Lahad Lignar Hanukkah, Shech Yonah, and then Shasinitim. Shech Yonah comes right away after Lahad Lignar Hanukkah. So the question is why? Why would Shech Yonah be like that? So there's a Chiddush from the Ragged Shover. The Ragged Shover in Tzavtan um, Spanech on the Rambam, in Hilchas Chanukah, has the following Chiddush. We know that when it comes to Chanukah, there are two miracles that we're celebrating. Two miracles that we're celebrating. And it's well known, right? The, the Gemara folk, in Shabbos focuses on one, al focuses on the other. So the one miracle of Chanukah, as we know, is the miracle of the candle, right? The Pachechet Shel Shemen lasted for eight days. But the other miracle is what? Is the Nitzach, and the fact that a handful of Yidin were able to overrun the Yivanim and get them out of Eretz Yisrael to return the Malchus to the Jewish people, the Nase of the Nitzachim. Those are the two miracles. That's how the Gemara says in Shabbos, when the Gemara says, my Hanukkah focuses on the, the miracle of the Pachecha Shel Shemen, Alanisim focuses on the victory of the war. These are the two miracles. Says the Ragat Shavar, when, when we make the bracha, when, when you're lighting the candle for Hanukkah, you're celebrating both of those miracles. Both of those miracles are being celebrated by Hanukkah. You're celebrating the, the, the miracle of the Pach Echad Shel Shemen, and you're also celebrating the Nitzachan of the Mulchama. It says the Rogat Shavar, according to, this is the Chiddush in Rashi, that really there are the, the, those two miracles, each one deserves its own bracha. So it says the Rogat Shavar like this. When you make the bracha L'Halag Ner Hanukkah, that's the bracha that you're making to celebrate the miracle of the candle. The Pach Echad Shel Shemen. It's the Menorah, so L'Halag Ner Hanukkah. When you make a Shechionu, the brach of Shechianu on Hanukkah is different than any other Shechianu. Every other Shechianu is you're thanking Hashem for, for living to see this moment, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever the moment is. You know? So it's just a, a Shevach that you're alive. Says the Rogachev, when it comes to Hanukkah, the brach of Shechianu is a, is, is, a, is a praise, is a thanks to Hashem specifically for the nays of the Nitzachim, of our, of our victory over the Yuvanim. So the two went, so, and, and, that's, and it's not just a stama praise, Ba'alma, it's, it's a little bit of a birchus and mitzvahs. What I'm about to do, which is like the Hanukkah candles, is the mitzvah that Chazal established to commemorate those two miracles. And these are two miracles being celebrated by one act, and commemorated by one act, but these are two miracles deserving two brachas. Lahadlagner Hanukkah is the bracha that we have for the nais of the Pachachach Shemen, and the Shechionu is the bracha that we have to celebrate the miracle of the Nitzach. And therefore, says Rashi, therefore it makes sense that the order should be L'hadlag Ner Hanukkah, Shech Those are the two brachas that, I'm, that, are, that are explaining the nisim, 
that I'm commemorating by the Hadlaka Samanaira. And then after that, I say, Shasa Nisim, Lashon Rabbim. Shasa Nisim, Lavisin, Abiyam Bizmanase, to thank Hashem for the two miracles that I just referenced. Miracle number one, the Pachacha with Lahadak Nirchanaka, and miracle two, the Nitzachanam Lachama with Shachyanu. That's what Rashi says. The word is Lahadak Nirchanaka, Shachyanu, and Shasanisim. That's not by any other case. Every other case, Shachyanu is Tama, Bracha, that I'm Zaycha to live to see this new Yantif. But uh, by over here, it's not just Tama, a Shevach Baalma, that I'm Zaycha to have Chanaka. It's, it's, a, it's, it's somewhat of a Birchasa Mitzvah on the aspect of the Menorah, which is celebrating the Nitzachanam Lachama. And so the Hadlikner, Shach Yonu, and then Shasanisa, to thank Hashem for the miracles in general. That's the Rogat Shavar. Okay, it's a Chiddush. So, so if you think about it, the Nitzach and Hamlachama really makes sense to be celebrated the first day. Every other day of Yantif, even though we are probably commemorating the Nitzach and Hamlachama as well, but it's going back and it's like sort of intensifying the original thing. But the Bracha Shach Yonu, which is for the Nitzach and Hamlachama, is Taka only said the first day. But Zakh the Rogat Shavar, it's Taka for the Nitzach and Hamlachama. It's a Chiddush. That's what he says. Hmm? Why the Lashon of Nisim? No, so we're still we're still going back to commemorate the Nitzach and Hamlachama, but again, that's the point that the Shechiyonu was only said the first night when it's that that was actually the like the Ram points out the first night of Hanukkah. That's when the Nitzach and Hamlachama was completed. So since that's Mamish, the day of the Nitzachan, so there's a, uh, there's a special bracha unique for that uh, thing, which is uh, Shechiyonu. But in the Hanami, going forward, we're still commemorating that. The, 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 the height of that commemoration is Taka the first night, which deserves its own bracha. But that's the Chiddush of the Raga Tshavah, that Shechiyonu is Taka bracha to Nitzach and Hamlacham. And now, the, the, the question that L'chaira one could ask, I think is the obvious one, which is, which is why, where, where does Shechiyonu indicate this? What, what is it about the Nitzachan of the Mulchama against the Yavanim that has anything to do with the, 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 the Indian of Shechiyonu? Shechiyonu is, again, is a bracha that we're thanking Hashem for life, for us living, to, whenever we get to a certain tkufa, a new period of time, a new experience, make a Shechiyonu. When a person is besimcha, and simcha is like when you feel alive, the most is when you're besimcha, so Shechiyonu. What does that do with Nitzachan of Mulchama? The truth is, if anything... And many other exiles that we've had threatened our lives more than the Yavanim. We know that the Yavanim, their main focus was on the Yiddishkeit, not so much uh, our physical lives. So it's ironic that Davka, the, the Nitzach and the Muhammad should be with Shachianu. Now the truth is, if we think about this Inyan of the nace of the Nitzachin, of the victory over the Yavanim, which again, the, the Rugged Shev is telling us in Rashi, is celebrated through the Hadlaka Samanoyer, but the bracha that we make to connect to it is Shachianu, it's interesting, if you take a look at the Rambam in Hilchas Chanukah, when the Rambam makes this point that Chanukah is not just a celebration of the Nes of the Pach Echad, but it's also a celebration of the Nitzach and Hal the Rambam makes a point that when we talk about the victory over the Yivanim, it's not just, we got rid of the Yivanim. It's not just that they're not here. It's really a celebration of, there's no Yivanim, and we have the Malchus of the Chashvenoim. The language of the Rambam is, is that uh, he gives the whole thing, the beginning of the Chanukah, the second base of Migdash, the Yavanim came and they gave us Tzaras, and the Rabbanu Shalom helped us and he saved us through the Chashmanoim and so on. And the Rambam ends off, the Chazra Malchus Yisrael, Yisrael Masayim Shonim, Ad Chorben Hasheni. And the Jewish people were able to have their Malchus, of the, of the Malchus Chashmanoim, for over 200 years. The Rambam is, is making it clear that when we talk about the Nitzach and the victory over the Yavanim, it's not just we got rid of the Yavanim and now we could just, you know, uh, you know, 
happily ever after. The, 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 the victory of the, of the Yavonim means the establishment of Malchus Beis Chashmanoi. The establishment of Malchus of the Chashmanoi. And that's really when, 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 again, going back, when the Raga Chover said that you make a Shechianu to celebrate the Nitzachan al Muhammad, well, the Nitzachan of the Muhammad, the Ramam is telling us, is more than just no Greeks. It's replacing the Greeks with Malchus based Chashmanoi. And so now to, to hone in more succinctly on the question, the question now is more, more specific. What does Shechianu have to do with the kingdom of Chashmanoi? That's really the connection, because again, the, the Shech Yonu is a celebration for Nitzachan of the, uh, 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 the Chashmanoim, and the Ram is telling us that Nitzachan is not just getting rid of the Greeks, it's replacing their kingdom with the kingdom of, the, of Malchus Beis Chashmanoi, and that's the Nakuda. Now the truth is, Bechlal, to celebrate the victory over the Greeks, I understand. But it's interesting, to celebrate the Malchus of Chashmanoim that was established as a result of getting rid of the Greeks, that's a Chiddush. That's a Chiddush. Because first of all, okay, listen, the Malchus of the Hashmanoyim lasted for over 200 years. True, but not more than that. So, so forever and ever we'll be saying a Shech the first night of Hanukkah, and we're commemorating the Nitzachan of the Muhammad. Says the Ramam, it's really what you're celebrating is Malchus based Hashmanoyim. Malchus based Hashmanoyim is long gone. It's one thing if it was Malchus based David. Malchus based David is forever. Even though there's no official king right now, okay, Malchus based David is, is forever. I understand if there would be an Indian of, of celebrating Malchus based David, I understand that would apply to Gaulus as well. But if we're celebrating Malchus based Chashmanoi, Malchus based Chashmanoi is over. It's not going to come back. When Sheikh comes, you're not going to have the Chashmanoi back. The so I have to figure that out. So, and more than that, the truth is, it's well known, the Ramban makes a point that the truth is, Mechitesi, the Chashmanoi, were even correct and right in establishing a Malchus, right? It's well known. The Ramban in Parshish Vayichi says that they were wrong. That really, the Malchus belongs to David and Melech, to be the, the house of Yehud at least. And, and uh, they were wrong to do so. Even if you say the Rambam disagrees. And the Rambam says, no, no, no. For whatever reason, the, Malch- the Chashmonai were correct in establishing a Malchus. But I'll go upon him to celebrate that forever. Again, if the celebration is just no Greeks, I get it. Because there's still no Greeks. Right? But to say that the, the celebration is Malchus based Chashmonai, there is no Malchus based Chashmonai anymore. So again, so what does it mean? Again, what does Shech have to do with the Malchus of the Chashmonai? And Bechlal, why are we celebrating Malchus based Chashmonai? Okay. Another, another thing to think about. In um, the Mishnabura in, uh, in Hilchas Chanukah, it's in Tafresh Ayin Gimel. The Mishnabura, Tafresh Ayin Gimel, Sivkat and Chavches. It's not his own Chiddush. The Mishnabura is quoting this from, from earlier Achreinim. He says the following language. He's talking about, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch there is talking about what type of menorah a person is allowed to use. And the Shulchan Aruch says certain things that you can't, certain things that you can't. The Mishabur makes the following comment. Taiv, says Mishabur, it's very good and it's recommended that that everyone should push themselves to, be, uh, to go through the, the tircha, to purchase or to make a menorah that you're going to use for Hanukkah that, uh, that's based on what you can afford. In other words, you should push yourself to have a nice menorah. And, and you know, the, um, everyone has heard of the Chidah. The Chidot's grandfather, Rav Ram Azulai, the Chesel Avram, is a great Mekubal. So the Chesel Avram, it's, it's brought down in Achreinim also, this Chesel Avram, in, in the Paiskin. The Chesel Avram actually goes through a whole list of 13 different materials that are recommended for the Menorah. Going from the, high, you know, from the highest to uh, the most expensive to the cheapest, 
gold, silver, it's a question, maybe silver, gold, whatever it is, but the most expensive to the cheapest. And the Mishwar is telling us it's not just like a nice, it's, it's recommended. People should, you know, you should push yourself, uh, you don't have to go into debt for it, but you push yourself to try to have a nice minayar. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. That's what the Mishwar says. Now there's a problem that the Achreinim have with this halacha. The, the, the halacha is as follows. We know that, that um, what, what is this Indian of having a nice minayar? We, we know the, the Gemara says that in terms of fulfilling the mitzvah of Hanukkah, what do you have to do? The, the mitzvah is lighting the candle. How much candles? Okay, one candle per night. And so on. But the menorah, what's the menorah? The menorah facilitates that. The menorah is, is a kli, is a vessel. Listen, you need a menorah, otherwise the flame can't just, uh, you know, float in midair. So you need a menorah. But what's the menorah? The menorah is just to facilitate that. So what, what's this in of having a nice menorah? So L'chayra, you would say, the whole Indian of having a nice menorah is a general rule in halacha, which is, zekeil v'anveyu, that there's such a thing as hidr So, you know, you could get a, a cheap esrik, or you could get a nice esrik. The Gemara says, for example, even having a nice uh, Sefer Torah cover is also hidr mitzvah, to have a nice sukkah. There's such a thing as you're doing a mitzvah anyway, make it more beautiful, hidr mitzvah. So that's probably what you would assume, having a nice menorah. Halachically, what is the Indian of having a nice menorah? It's a hidr mitzvah. The problem is, is that the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that when it comes to hidr mitzvah, one is not obligated at all to spend more than a third of the price of the actual mitzvah itself for the hidr mitzvah. Mm-hmm. So a guy's uh, buying a Sefer Torah, he's paying for a Sefer Torah, it's costing a lot of money. Uh, so how, and then for some, you know, and, and so how, much, how much money should he be spending on the crown? So it says the Shulchan Aruch, you can spend it. It's Hidr Mitzvah to have a nice crown, but, but that, the, that the crown should cost half the price of the Sefer Torah, that's, that's, that's too much. Within a third of the price of the actual Mitzvah itself, that, that's already considered Hidr Mitzvah. Beyond that, that's called, uh, you know, that's called getting ripped off. That, that, that's, that's not good. Huh? An Esser box. An Esser box also. So you're gonna give, so if you get it as a birthday, as a Bar Mitzvah present, that's one thing. But to go out of, out of your time you know, and spend... More than a third of what the esrik is, so you, you know. So you have, right, so you have to have a very expensive esrik. That is expensive esrik, right? So the kasha is achrenim ask. So if hider mitzvah only tells you that you should spend at most a third of what the mitzvah is, again, it's not. We're not going to say that you're that it's also to go more than that, but we're definitely not going to say that you should. That's for sure not. So now, what are we telling you that to spend uh, to buy a nice menorah? You should. What do you mean? A, 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 a silver menorah is definitely more than a third of the price of a little wick. So what's going on over here? What's this? In the, I, you need a menorah. I get it. You need a menorah. But to say that you have to go and have an expensive menorah if you, you know, wealthy you are, the, well, the nicer menorah. What, it's an hidr mitzvah. Hidr mitzvah at most is a shlish. That's it. More than that is not required. And if anything, maybe spend your money somewhere else. Go give it tzedakah. I don't know. No, you have to spend. Have have what's the sin of having a nice menorah? So clearly, if it's for hidr mitzvah, it's very difficult for it to be hidr mitzvah. So what's the sin? What's the role of the menorah with the mitzvah of hadlokas on menorah? So it's like this: we know that when it comes to the, the mitzvah of lighting the menorah, we know it's 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 model. We have many examples of this in halacha that the mitzvah of Hanukkah, the mitzvah of lighting the menorah, uh, the menorahs that we have are is modeled after the mitzvah of lighting the menorah of the That's that's one of the miracles was the Pachach HaShel Shem. So it's modeled after that. So for example, the Allah is, we say in uh, Neres Alola, right? That you're not allowed to have benefit from the candles. Right? You can't read to the candle. You can't read by them. You can't use the light. El and Bilvad. Right? Why? Why? So the, the Rishonim, not all Rishonim, but many Rishonim say, you know why? Because it's, it's reminiscent of the Menorah of the Beis 
In other words, the Megdash you can't use for your own benefit, that's Mila, it's Hekdash. So because the menorah that we're lighting is like the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, you're not allowed to use the candles, so you can't use your candles as well. So you have many parallels like that. Now, when it comes to the mitzvah of lighting the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, the Rambam has a very interesting language. In Hilchas Tamidin and Musafin, when the Rambam talks about the mitzvah of lighting the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, the Rambam has the following lush, and he says like this, again, you know, this in front of you, the Rambam says that there's a mitzvah every single day, she the Rambam is morning at night, Morning and night to be laroich ulehetiv esaneiros to prepare and be mative the neiros. It's hard to translate in English what mative what hatava saneiros means. Hatava comes from the word toiv to make it uh, to make it good. It's hard. It's hard to have a good English word. And I wonder. I guess we could find out what how they translate it. Laroich means to arrange to prepare. Larech lehetiv saneiros says the Rambam. What does it mean? Larech lehetiv. So Rambam says Larech means to get rid of the old wicks and to get rid of the old oil, to clean it out, put in new oil, new wicks to repair it. What does it mean? Lehetiv saneiros says the Rambam. Had lakosin zui hatavasan lighting the menorah. That's called hatava saneiros. What, what are you? What, what, why are you? Why are you uh, making things overly complicated? Tell me the mitzvah to prepare the oil, to prepare the candles and light them. No, no. I'm telling you like this, says Ram. There's a mitzvah to prepare them and to be native. What do I mean when I say native? I mean to light them. So say light them. What the Ram is telling us is a very, very Yisraelistic point. The mitzvah of the menorah and the Beis HaMikdash was not to have a flame. It was not to light a flame. It's just in order to have a flame, you need, a, you need, you need something to be resting in. You need a menorah. The mitzvah was to bring the menorah to life. I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a chiddush from the Chazanish. It's, uh, we, don't, we don't necessarily go with this halach lamaisa so much, but uh, under certain circumstances we try to be machmer. The question is, you know, a lot of the, many achram dealt with this issue years ago when electric, uh, you know, electrical uh, devices, you know, were becoming popular and so on. Like, what is that on Shabbos? Like, to turn on a, a fan, like... Where, like, what are you, are you allowed to do that? You know, what malach is that exactly? What, what is that? So it was a big to do. It's a big to do. It's not so posh what exactly the iser is of turning on something electronic on Shabbos using electricity. It's not so posh. The Chazanish had a chiddush. The Chazanish said, if you have, let's say, a fan, an electric mm-hmm. fan, right, and you plug it in and turn it on on Shabbos, you're violating a biblical prohibition. What's the malacha? Baina. Baina. Building. My building. Building means I'm taking bricks, putting it together, building a house. Or if the fan was in pieces and I construct a fan, that's called baina, I get it. Turning it on is baina. Said the Chazanish, Chazanish said, if you have a fan and it's not on, it's dead. It's dead. It's just a, it's a gailam. When, when the electricity pumps into the fan and the fan starts moving, that's called the fan coming to life. There's no greater binyan than that. If you could theoretically be Mechayim Eisen, if you could take something and it's dormant, and you actualize its potential, you bring it to, compl- you're, you're bringing it to, 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 to pu'ula, you're, you're, you're enlivening it, so to speak, that's called binyan. Chazanisha, it's a chiddish, that that's mamish malach of binyan. So again, whether we hold like that or not, we usually, we usually assume it's, it's not like that. It's understand the concept of the circuit. It's mamish, it's nothing until the circuit closes. It's not, it's mamish the boy, it's 
So we have the lashon about building a circuit, right? So the Chazinish was looking at it more of like... I know, but I'm saying the yeah. thing is... It, it could be like a that. A circuit is nothing until it's, until it's flipped. It, 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 right, nothing's there. Yeah. And then by, by yeah. flipping a thing, it comes to life. That's the Chiddush of the Chazinish. It to a certain degree, again, the, 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 the again, the Chazinish applied that to Hilcha Shabbos in an extreme way. But when it, we're talking about looking at the Menorah, when you have a, the Menorah and it's just sitting there on the shelf, it's a Goylem. It's a Goylem. When you take the menorah and you light it, and it's now being used for its tachlis, it's illuminating, that's not just a vessel that's now being used to, to hold light. The menorah is coming to life. Says the Rambam, the mitzvah was hatovas haneris. What does it mean, hatovas haneris? You know, toiv means when something is complete. You know, the Gemara says, for example, that the word toiv is not mentioned in the first luchas. The first luchas is no word toiv. The second luchas that has the word taiv. It says in Pasuk, regarding the second luchas, that the mitzvah of Kabbalah uh, is that it should, it should be good to you. The word taiv, the, the, the shurish of the word taiv, what a test, it's not mentioned in the first luchas. Why not? Says the Gemara, because they didn't make it. They died. Taiv means something that's alive, something that's active, something that, the, the first time that taiv is mentioned in Chumash is v'yarlekim he saw the light that it was good. Good means that it's alive, that it's alive, it's active. It's it's not just a concept, and it's the it's not a goylem. Says the Rambam, The mitzvah is not just to have a candle lit. The mitzvah is that the menorah should come to life. So when we think of the menorah, so again, that's what it was in the menorah of the base of Migdash. The menorah of Hanukkah is reflective of that. Chazal were in the mitzvah of Hanukkah, reflecting the mitzvah of the menorah of the base of Migdash. So he asked the question. The, mitzvah, the, the, the mission board said that you should spend a lot of money on the menorah. What's the menorah? The menorah is just to, to, to hold up the candle. And at best, what's a fancy menorah? Hidr mitzvah. Hidr mitzvah, more than a third. The answer is the menorah is not just there to hand up, hold up the candle. When you, we feel this way. No, we feel this way, that the menorah is the symbol of Hanukkah. It's not the, you're lighting your menorah. You even say such a lashon like that. You light the menorah. Look at the menorah. Because it's not just lighting a candle that's being held up by the menorah. The mitzvah, the, the menorah is not just a vessel that holds the candle. The, 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 the candle, the, the light that, you, that, is, that is contained in the menorah is, is the soul of the menorah. It's, it's enlivening the menorah. The menorah is changed because of the fact that it's coming to its own. It's coming to its purpose. It's, it's, it's moving from potential to reality. It's not a goylem anymore. It's alive. That the menorah is the chetzah mitzvah. It's not just a hidr mitzvah. And the more and the more beautiful the menorah is, the, more, the, the it's more of a cover for the mitzvah itself. It's not just a hidr mitzvah, nice esrik box. It, it, the mitzvah itself is being is is defined based on the menorah. The mitzvah is that the menorah should be lichtik. So the better the menorah, the nicer the mitzvah. Not mitzvah hidr mitzvah. What does this tell us? What does this tell us about Hanukkah? What does this tell us about Hanukkah? This, what this tells us is the following aside, is that the secret of Hanukkah is the celebration and to realize that we also have, you know, it says in Pasuk, Kiner Hashem Nishmas Adam, that the soul of a Jew is like the candle of Hashem. Kiner Hashem, the candle of Hashem, the, the flame of Hashem, Nishmas Adam is the Nisham. So just like you have a menorah, you have a vessel and you have a candle. And what we're saying is that the Chiddush of Hanukkah is, and it goes back to the Chiddush of the Menorah, the Beis Hamikdash is that it's not just a vessel that houses a candle. 
Adarabah, the candle and the vessel are seen as one entity. Seen as one entity. Al-Kadeh that the menorah, the vessel, is coming to life through the candle. They're not just, they're not just you know, uh, uh, they're not just uh, roommates. There's a oneness, there's a union between the flame and the menorah. It's hatovas haneros. Ki ner Hashem nishmas adam. So too it is with the candle of the Rabbi Nishon, which is which is the soul of a Jew. We have a body and we have a soul. The Chiddush of Chanukah is this revelation, that when we think of the body of a Jew versus the Nisham of a Jew, we tend to think of it as what? As shutfim, as partners, roommates. They're forced together. The odd couple. They're forced together to live together. And they're, they're, don't get me wrong, and there are, there are languages in Chazal that talk like that. Chazal compare, for example, that when a, after 120 person has to, after, really after the Chiesa Mesim, the, the Chazal have a marshal to describe how Hashem like, will you know, go through our Cheshman, and the Gemara compares it to two partners that have to like, sort of you know, explain their business dealings to, uh, to the boss. So, so too, the Guf and the Nisham have to explain all the Cheshbonis that they made together. So there are languages in Chazal that talk about it as a Shutzfiz. But the site of Hanukkah is the realization that when we talk about Nisham and a Guf, we're not talking about two separate entities. See, what is life? See, this is the Chiddush of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is, is, is a Yontif that is bringing out and expressing the site of Chayim, the secret of life itself. The secret of life is not that there's a neshama enlivening the body. The secret of life is, is that the neshama and the guf are mamish one. And, the, not, and these two entities are not just like, you know, hovering with each other and helping each other out. They've become unified. And we say this, Chazal already pointed, the Rishon pointed this out, every single time you go to the bathroom, you say, Nasha Yatza. So how does the bracha end? Umafli lasis, right? The Rabbanu Shalom does unbelievable peladikazachet, peladikazachet. What's mafli lasis? So everyone knows the tourist says mafli lasis means that he made a shidduch between the neshama and the guf. That's not just the pel of that is not simply without Hanukkah. The meaning of that is there's a neshama which is spiritual, there's a guf which is physical, and the spiritual and physical are not not a shidduch with each other. But you know the Rabbanu Shalom says you got make it work, make it work. But the Chiddush of Hanukkah is, one second, the Chiddush of Hanukkah is, so one second, we're not talking about Ruchnis and Gashmis, that Taka are separate, and they're just forced to live together, coexist. The Chiddush of Hanukkah is, is that Gashmis is, is, is esoteric. And, esoter- and, and, and Ruchnis is tangible. That's the Chiddush of Hanukkah. The Chiddush of Hanukkah is that the Guf and the Nisham are one entity. And when we look at each other and we see our physical bodies and we go through life and we see and experience physical, normal things, the Chiddush of Hanukkah is, is that what you're experiencing is as subtle, is as esoteric, is as profound as, 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 as the higher universes themselves. It's not the shot that this world is just a vessel for something deeper. This is... the. the that, that deeper reality is invested in the world. This world is invested in that. And the truth is, I'll, I'll give you some examples of this. You know, wh- when should you light Hanukkah candles? Uh, so that's a big discussion. When do you do it? I mean, some point at night. You know what I mean? But uh, there's all different sheet. This is when, when all the, you know, the doctor came. This is their favorite time of the year. 12 minutes after Shkia, 13 minutes. Well, it depends. You know, I'm now, I'm, uh, how, how far off of sea level am I? It's all different because the shita of the Vilna Gaon was, and it's not just the Vilna Gaon, many shitas are like this, many, many, many shitas are like this, 
which they hold like this, that the, the, the proper time to light Hanukkah candles is by Shkia. Is by Shkia. Whatever Shkia means, we're not getting into that sogya. But here's the interesting thing. The Vilna Gain happens to also hold that, you know what Shkia means? What hap- what's officially the, like what happens when Shkia comes? It says the Vilna Gain, it's not, like, not yet. Vilna Gain says Shkia means Ben Hashmoshes. What's Ben Hashmoshes? Safeg Yoim, Safeg Laila. We're not sure it's a day and night. And by the way, the Avdinezer has a tshuva where he says, it's not the Peshaw, we don't know if it's day or night. It's both day and night. That's why we, don't, that's why we can't say what it is, definitively, because it's Taka Bol. Says the Vilna Gain, that's when you shleich Hanukkah candles. That's when you shleich Hanukkah candles. Now what's amazing is, if you think about it, the first night of Hanukkah means you're lighting Ben Hashmoshes according to the Vilna Gain, which might not be Hanukkah yet even. There's a side of Ben Hashmoshes which is still day, which means it's still Arab Hanukkah. That's when you shleich Hanukkah candles. What's the opinion of lighting Hanukkah candles when it's specifically not definitively nighttime yet? <laughs> the reason has to talk about this also. But according to what we're saying is as follows. When we compare day versus night, day versus night also, in time, represents these two components of soul versus body. Nighttime represents body, physical earthliness. The neshama is gone. All there is is body. Daytime, that's when you're active. That's the time of the neshama. Bein hashmashas means that you can't tell the difference between day and night. It's both day and night together. That's when you like Hanukkah candles. The secret of Hanukkah is the realization that everything is a secret. That life itself is mysterious, at the same time very tangible. And secrets are mysterious, but also tangible. That you have a shaykhis to all the greatest secrets of Torah, and at the same time, you don't even realize how little of a shaykhis you have to the things that you, that you, that you think you do have a shaykhis to. Day and night all at the same time. Secret, ruchnius is tangible, and gashmius is intangible. All at the same time. And this partnership between the neshama and the guf, each partner, again, I'm using the word partner, but each, each ingredient benefits from this union. What, is the, what does the body gain from this union? What does the body gain? The body's alive. Without the, without the neshama being invested in the body, the, the, the body's a goyim. What does the neshama gain from this? The neshama didn't need to be alive, but you know what the neshama gains? The neshama gains, gains the ability to express itself. See, the nature of Ruchni, it's the nature of the Neshama by itself is that it's mysterious. And the nature of mystery is that it doesn't even know what it is to itself. It doesn't even know what it is. In order for the Neshama to even realize what it is, in order for the Neshama to actualize itself, for it to be able to look itself in the mirror and say, oh, you know who I am, it needs a body. Ruchnius needs Gashmius in order to become, to become unpackaged. And Gashmias needs Ruchnias in order to become alive. And the truth is, these two inyanim, these two benefits of these partners, so to speak, we also find in Hilchas Hanukkah. You know, when it comes to the mitzvah of Hanukkah candles, it's a, dis- it's a big discussion in the Achreinim, there are really two mitzvahs going on at the same time. On the one hand, you have a mitzvah of lighting the candles. An act of lighting. Finished. But there's another mitzvah that's going on through the act of lighting, which is that I am publicizing the nace through my lighting. Right? Persumi Nisa. It's a big Indian, like Hanukkah, Persumi Nisa. When you light the candles, you're really doing two mitzvahs at the same time. You're lighting a candle, and you're also publicizing a miracle through that lighting of the candle. And there's a lot of tar about this. These are two separate mitzvahs. Where are these two mitzvahs coming from? In Pnimis, they're coming from these two inyanim. The mitzvah of lighting the candle, which is again, as we said, Hatova Samenoira, making the menorah come to life, that's reflective of what the body gains from a neshama. 
What does the body gain from the neshama? Comes to life. The menorah is coming to life by lighting it, like the chazanish, you know? But then there's another partner that's gaining. What is the neshama gaining from this union? That it's able to be known, it's able to get out there, it's able to express itself. That's the mitzvah persuminisa. So Hanukkah is a celebration of these two in Yonim. It's a secret of realizing that life is a secret. That secrets are relatable to us, and everything is a secret. And even after it's relatable, it's still mysterious. That's the secret of Hanukkah. This is why, this is why let, let's think about this for a second. What, what was Yavan about? What was Gullus Yavan? This is all revolving around the exile of Greece. What was the Gullus Yavan? Everyone knows from the time that we're little, right? The Gullus of Yavan means everything is very scientific. Everything is very tangible. What's real is what you can prove. There is no such thing as a mystery. If it's a mystery, it means you just don't understand it yet. If everything is underst- if, if that's your hasaga, then there's no such thing as sight. There's no such thing as sight. Because now it's just a matter of, if you have a big enough brain, you'll understand it. But there's nothing that's fundamentally, nothing that's fundamentally mysterious. Reality by the Yavanim is not mysterious at all. It's very cold, very calculated. that the Yavanim are represented by They darkened our eyes. It's ironic, darkened our eyes. It's science, technology, it's all Yavanim. You have to look in the Ephesus. The darkening of the eyes is that there's no mystery anymore. There's nothing mysterious. There's nothing more than what your eyes see. Life is, life is, is a gailam. It's a gailam. There's nothing, there's no, there's no ruchnius in gashmias. Gashmias is nothing more than gashmias. It's not mysterious at all. This reflects in Torah as well. Torah by the Yavanim is not, is not mysterious. There's nothing, there's no more than the, to meets the eye. A maizah is just a maizah mitzvah. And if there is, and that's what that's the, and if the Yavanim were to acknowledge the fact that there's such a thing that's called the higher world, that what they would tell you is that you have no connection to it either. Because well, your reality is a reality of just a dead menorah that's sitting in the books, you know, in the, behind, the, behind the glass. That, that's, that's your life. I, is there a, there's a soul. Leave that to the Mekubalim. You have no shaykhs to it. The, 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 the victory over Yavan is the realization it is the celebration of life. It's a celebration of life. We started with a question. Why would Shechiyano be a bracha that celebrates our victory over the Greeks? The answer is because when we're making a Shechiyano by Hanukkah, it's so different than anything other. Every other Shechiyano is, thank you, Hashem, I'm alive. What does it mean to be alive? I'm not dead. So I see a new fruit. It means I'm now, I now survived to the new season. Thank you, Hashem, that I survived to the new season. When you make a Shechiyano by Hanukkah, it's so much more than like, I survived to this Hanukkah. I made it to Tavshin Peidalat, Hanukkah Tavshin Peidalat. Shechiyano, thank you for giving me life. And what does life mean? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Thank you for giving me the ability to come in contact with, with, with things that I am familiar with, because I could touch them, I can see, but I don't know what they are. That sense of mystery can, and at the same time familiarity. That's Chaim. See, life is a mystery. Like, what is life? We know everything that can... We know, we know the machinery that are necessary to sustain life. But life itself is a sight. Life itself is a sight. That's what, you know, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, in the name, in the name of Hashem, you know, I, I've put before you, Satoi Vesara, good and evil. It's a chayim v'samavis, life and death. Ubacharta, choose. I say, say good, good and life. Hashem says, nah. 
really putting before us good and evil is really, that itself is also a test. Don't choose good. Choose life. Because life is not good. Life is not simply good. Good means something that you could explain is good. Life is not good. Life is a sight. Life is a sight. Life is good also. But the goodness of life is its, its mysteriousness at the same time being relatable. Every mitzvah is like this. When we talk about the Torah, the Torah is the Torah's Chaim and so on. The Torah is called the Torah's Chaim not only because it guides through life, because the Torah is, alive, Torah is alive. And the liveliness of Torah means is that it's relatable to us, it's tangible, it's familiar, but at the same time, it's altogether mysterious. That's what Hanukkah is celebrating. The Shechiyonu means the victory over the Yivanim. By the way, this is why, if you think about it, what, we started from the beginning. What does Hanukkah and Purim do with each other? Well, now it's Mamish Hanukkah and Purim, right? So Purim is what? What's, what's the theme of Purim? Obvious, Chaim, right? Real life. There was a Gzair of Lahashmul Laharag Lahabit. Baruch Hashem, we overcame that, and now we're alive. That's exactly what Hanukkah is. But it's just that these twin Yom Toivim are. They're complementing each other. They, they're, they're celebrating the same Indian, but Purim is a much more sort of in-your-face type of, uh, in, in a good way. You know, the visceral experience of being alive. Hanukkah is more subtle. Hanukkah is the, is the sheer explaining what's going on in Purim. You know, that's what Hanukkah is. Hanukkah is the meichen. Hanukkah is like, is the, is the secret of life. Purim is like, I'm not sure why I'm celebrating. I'm not, I'm not sure why life means so much to me, but it does, and I'll, I'm going to get, I'm going to lose my kalim in celebrating the fact that I'm alive. But why am I alive? Like, what do I care? Why do I care so much? Hanukkah says, you know why you care so much? Because life is Mamish's sight. And what you're looking for is Sisri Torah. And you're looking to experience Elikos. And the great Chiddush of life is that the Rabbanu Shem allows himself to be experienced. At the same time, not losing his, his unnobleness. That's what life is. That's what Torah can be. That's what, that's, what, that's what Hanukkah brings. Let's go back. What does this have to do with the Chashmanoyim? Right? The Chashmanoyim. So it's like this. The truth is, is that the Malchus of the Chashmanoyim was the Malchus of Kahana. Right? Let me try to explain. What I'm going to say now is, Mamish, it's, it's really also a terrorist feel of Mamish of current events. I don't know how much I'll be able to explain, but I'm sure you'll understand. There, the, by Klai Yisrael, there are two seats of Malchus. If there, if, there is, if there ever is a Malchus by the Jewish people, it's one of these two families. It's either Yehuda, David Melech, or it's Yosef Tzadik. It's either Malch, the Malchus of Yosef or the Malchus of Yehuda. Those are the two. Anything else is not really a Malchus. Malchus of Yosef or the Malchus of Yehuda. It's either Shola Melech coming from Yosef, Binyamin and so on, the world of Yosef, or it's coming from David. Those are the two in Yonah. These two, those two seats of power, Yosef versus David, correspond to these two ingredients that's called Guf and Neshama. Yosef HaTzadik, the Malchus of Yosef HaTzadik, Mashiach ben Yosef, that Malchus of Yosef is the Malchus of the body. It's the Malchus of the body. Yosef HaTzadik, in, in a few parashas from now, this, when Hanukkah comes, Yosef HaTzadik is, phys, is financially and physically supporting the Jewish people. Yosef HaTzadik means guf. What is Davr Melech? Davr Melech is bachlal. Not even, he, his, his father doesn't even see him. He's not even noticed, Davr Melech. That's because he's kulay nefesh, he's ruchni. Davr Melech is in the Davr Melech is davening. All of davening of Davr Melech is that I'm nothing. I'm not, I'm not, why is he nothing? He doesn't see himself either. He's mamish. Because a neshama without a guf doesn't even know that it exists. That's how mysterious it is. 
So David himself doesn't even know that he exists. So Yosef is the body. Meshech ben Yosef means the body. Meshech ben David means a neshama. What's the malchus of Beis Chashbenoi? The secret of malchus Beis Chashbenoi is a union between the two. It's the malchus of Yosef HaTzadik that merged seamlessly and completely enmeshed in the best way with Malchus based David. This is why, you know, what, what, what instigated, in a good way, what started the Hashem, what motivated them to go to war? The Yivana were making us Tsars for a long time. So, what, what, so we know that the, the, uh, we have traditions that the, uh, what happened was is that the daughter of Matis Yob and Yechon Kohen Gadol was being, uh, was uh, threatened by the Romans to be taken and so on. It was Kedushin Sabris. It was the yichas of the Jewish people. The physical, it was, that, that's, that's, the end of Yosef HaTzadik was awakened by that Maisa, and that's where the Chashmanim came. The, it's well known from the Rishonim that the word Yosef equals Bigmatria Melech Yovim, the king of Greece. The one that overcomes Greece is Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik means this Indian of, of Meshech ben Yosef means the one to fight against the nations of the world, to fight against the guy, and that's Meshech ben Yosef. But what's amazing is, is that the Malchus of Beis Chashmanoi, which is a Malchus of Yosef HaTzadik, it started. The rebellion begins with the Hisairus, with the awakening of Mashiach ben Yosef, of, of Kedushas Abris, Kedushas Aguf, of Yosef HaTzadik. But then it seamlessly merges with the Indian of Malchus Beis David. And that's the Menorah that, that the Malchus Beis Chashmanoi is, is symbolized by. I mentioned this, I think, by Rish Chayesh Farbrengen, that the, the Mogin David, the original Magin David was the Menorah. The Menorah, David and Melch, the, 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 the Menorah is the symbol of David and Melch. The Chashmanoim didn't see themselves as a Malchus that's coming to replace Malchus based David. They didn't see themselves as a contradiction of Malchus based David. Malchus based David was invested within them. In other words, when you have the Malchus of Yosef merging seamlessly and becoming one with Malchus based David, that's called Kahuna. That's called Malchus based Chashmanoi. What's a Kayan? A kayan, a kayan, it's hard to. A kayan means the kedusha of just being born. Like we have special families in Kli Yisrael, special families, right? So you have uh, you have kings, right? The Malchus Beistav is a, f- a special family, but whatever the special family is, the Nasi, the special families by Kli Yisrael. But even when you're born in that family, you still have to then be chosen. Like there's still there's a lot of people that are from the Malchus of David and Melech, right? They, you go to anyone, you know, the Enikol of Rashi. How many Enikols of Rashi are there, right? So, yeah, but what makes you special though? So you still have to stick out. So you're an Enikol of David and Melech, yeah, but uh, so is your cousin, no? So uh, what makes you special? The only family that automatically you're special and chosen without having to rise above the rest of the family is Kuhuna. I mean, Levi is also, but Kain, Kain is, a, is chosen amongst, amongst Sheva Levi. So even amongst Levian, you're not a Kain. But amongst the Kahanim, automatically you're a Kain without being chosen. Kahuna is a celebration of the mystery of being alive. Because we're all alive. But the Kedushas Kuna is the Saidius of Chaim. The Saidius of Chaim. The mystery of life. That's what Kuhuna is about. That's why it's inexplicable why this guy is special. He's a, he's a kid running around the class like everyone else, but he's a Chaim. Because he's born into a particular family, because his, re, his life force 
is connected to a particular chain that makes him something different, something special. It says in Pasuk, Kisifsei Kayan Yishru Das, Vitor Yavakshmi Piyu. Kisifsei Kayan Yishru Das, the Kayan's lips guard awareness of the Rabbanu Shlelem. Yishru Das is a funny thing. Yishru Das means that it's a secret. He's not letting anyone know. He's guarding it. When you guard something, it means no entrance. Vitor Yavakshmi Piyu. That's the person you should seek Torah from. What do you mean? He's not going to tell me anything. He's guarding the secrets. He's not telling me anything. The answer is it doesn't know. That's the job of the kain. The job of the kain is to let you know everything and at the same time, he's not telling you anything. The secret of the kain is everything is a side and at the same time, every side is relatable to you. That's what a kain is. Malchus Beis Chashvenoi is the embodiment of the opposite of Yavan. Because what Yavan is is that there's guf and there's neshama and they have no shaykhs to each other. And... Uh, that distinction between Yosef and Yehuda, that, 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 that chasm that separates them, and the only way to bridge that gap is called Chavla Mashiach, because you have to transition. You have to transition from Yosef into David. And uh, whenever there's a transition, it comes with difficulties. But the Chiddush of Hanukkah, the Chiddush of the Malchus Beis Chashmanai is, there's no transition at all. The Guf is the Neshama. The Oris are made of Kalim. It's the same thing. Day and night, it's the same thing. It's all Ben Hashmoshes. It's all the same in you. That's what Hanukkah candles is. Where the the side of Hanukkah is not. See, we think what's Hanukkah? It's dark, right? It's dark outside, and you light the Hanukkah candles in the darkness. And despite the darkness, there's some light. The secret of Hanukkah is is that darkness is light. The, 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 the darkness is the illumination. That's the secret of Hanukkah. We can't physically do that. So what we do it is that we light in the middle of the darkness, daft glow to the ground. But that's the chiddush of Hanukkah is the secret of life. It's Purim, but like it's it's like the meichen of Purim. It's the meichen of Purim. It's like the explanation of what Purim. What are you celebrating on Purim for so much of it? That's where Hanukkah comes. So what's the avoid of Hanukkah? So the avoid of Hanukkah is this Indian is to be able to to appreciate sight, to be able to appreciate secrets, and to appreciate the secrets of yourself, the secrets of another yid. The life is mysterious and at the same time relatable. That's the chiddush of of, of Yiddishkeit. Is that uh, it's mamish. It's it's munachas b'karen's office. It's mamish relatable to us, and at the same time, we have to always, you know, sort of come in contact with it with fresh eyes and fresh experiences. That's the secret of Chanukah. Hashem should bless us. Shlach b'zeicha to light the Chanukah candles properly. The bias called tzedek. The bias amigdash. The bias called tzedek rachman. And here we may know amen. Ashikar. There's no header. It's just all part of the same.